Hello and welcome to my podcast. I'm so glad to have you here with me as I go through Psalm 23. And in this lesson, lesson four, we're going to dive deep into this beautiful Psalm of David. One of the most often quoted and most famous passages of scripture known to man. In lesson four, we're going to look at God as a protector. In these often troubling times, fear is all around us. Fear and uncertainty. Many fear for losing their jobs, careers, friends, or homes. Many have fears regarding health issues or insurance issues. No doubt about it, there is an abundance of fear all around us today in America. We see very little comfort in the news or in the newspapers or in the internet, no matter who resides in the White House. One thing is for sure, the scriptures have always told us not to rely on man for comfort or safety, simply because man is finite. Man is a temporary presence here on this planet, and we would be foolish to place all of our hopes on one finite and imperfect person. Instead, We are told to place all of our hopes on the Lord God, who lives and reigns today as he did yesterday. In Psalm 118, we learn that the psalmist knew of what they wrote. They had lived through many rulers of men, only to see the Lord God come through in the end for his people. Therefore, it is no real surprise what King David had written. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. The Valley of the Shadow of Death King David knew of which he wrote. He was once a shepherd boy, remember? He was a shepherd boy who had to lead his sheep through the valleys that are between the mountains. I had seen valleys like this when I traveled through Slovakia. One side is in the shadow where it is cool. And I thought of these words that David had written so long ago as I looked at these valleys. One could see how that part of the valley, darkened by the shadows, would cause fear in a shepherd out to protect his sheep. But David knew that the Lord had been with him then and would be with him to the end of his days. David had to live in fear for his life for many months when he first became king. He hid out in caves, hoping that King Saul would not kill him. He wrote many beautiful psalms to the Lord during that time. Psalm 7, Psalm 9, Psalm 17, and Psalm 18. These are just some of the wonderful works of David as he acknowledged God's faithfulness toward his anointed. How can we acknowledge God's faithfulness toward us during times of uncertainty? We can turn our eyes upon Him and give Him all the glory. The Psalms were just some of the wonderful works of David. In Psalm 115, he wrote, Not to us, O Lord, not to us, but to your name give glory. In Psalm 116, he wrote, I called upon the name of the Lord. And in Psalm 27, he wrote, The Lord is a stronghold of my life. It is far better for us to fear the Lord than to fear death. 
In Psalm 115, it says, He will bless those who fear the Lord, both small and great. And in Psalm 18, it says, For it is you who light my lamp. The Lord my God lightens my darkness. We live in a world where men fear the end of the earth. They try in vain to stop the earth from coming to an end, thinking that we can have any influence on its demise. Science is their God. But we would be wise to fear the Lord who created the earth and the sun and the moon and the universe. We would be wise to fear him who allows the sun to shine upon us without destroying us. We would be wise to fear the Lord who transcends space and time and matter. In Psalm 84 it says, For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does he withhold from those who walk uprightly. O Lord of hosts, blessed is the one who trusts in you. The same sun that melts the wax hardens the clay. God can be a comfort or a fearsome presence. God is both the giver and protector. He allows our sun to shine on us because he knows we need its light. But one day we will no longer fear death nor shed tears over death but we will always need God's light. In Revelation 21, we learn, And I saw no temple in the city, for its temple is the Lord God, the Almighty, and the Lamb. And the city has no need of a sun or moon to shine on it, for the glory of God gives it light, and its lamp is the Lamb. So we will, when we are with Christ in glory, we will not become gods ourselves. No. In this verse of Revelation, we see, that we will still need God, and that God in Jesus will be the light. We will still need His light, and that light will be Christ. Yet, it is He who protects us from the sun's heat, and it is God who holds the world in His hands. Yes, it is wise to fear Him rather than the earth or the sun or anything in the universe. In Isaiah 60, we are told that it is God's everlasting light. And in Micah, we learn the Lord will be a light to me. Years ago, while driving in the car, my son once asked me which person was the greatest man who ever lived, Leonardo da Vinci, Albert Einstein, or Jesus Christ, in regards to science and discovery. And I thought, wow, that's a great question. So, Leonardo da Vinci was a brilliant scientist, artist, inventor, and of course Albert Einstein was brilliant in science. But Jesus transcended science, didn't he? He went outside of the natural realm and controlled the supernatural realm as well. So he conquered the natural elements in that he walked on water. And he rose Lazarus from the dead, bringing dead muscle and cells and tissue back to life with just his words. So Albert Einstein, as brilliant as, brilliant as he was, and Leonardo da Vinci, as brilliant as he was, neither one of them could go outside the natural realm and manipulate science or manipulate the natural realm or even command the supernatural realm like Jesus. When I explained it to my son this way, you could tell that he was seriously thinking about it. Jesus conquered death by rising again. So he conquered the natural realm because he was from the supernatural realm. 
Of all the men who walked the earth, Jesus was the only one who accomplished this. And today, atheists and Christians, we have one thing in common, don't we? And that is death. Only atheists and evolutionists want to conquer death because that's the enemy that they have. They have to conquer death. They know there is no life after death in their minds. But Christians are at ease because Christ conquered death for us and we know there is life after this life. There is life after death because of Jesus. It no longer holds us down. Covenant. Remember the covenant promises to protect, to provide, and to bless us with presence. Our God is our good shepherd, and he has already protected us. He conquered death and has provided a way for us to be with him forever. And we will dwell with him for all eternity. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them and they will be his people, and God himself will be with them as their God, and he will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more, neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain any more, for the former things have passed away. It says in Revelation 21. King David reminds us in Psalm 23 that the Lord God is with those who fear him. He is our protector, our good shepherd, and we have nothing to fear. We have the promise of his presence in our lives. Praise God for that. In Exodus 15, we learn that strength and song and our salvation is God. And in Psalm 62, he's described as a mighty rock and refuge. Psalm 118, he's the strength and song and salvation, just like in Exodus. In Isaiah 12, we are told to trust in the Lord and not be afraid. The Lord God is our strength and salvation. King David wrote, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. So years ago, when my sister was dying of cancer, I sent her a text, and I text her Psalm 34 that says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul makes its boast in the Lord. Let the humble hear and be glad. O oh, magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord, and he answered me and delivered me from all my fears. Those who look to him are radiant, and their faces shall never be ashamed. This poor man cried, and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and delivers them. So I sent that to my sister, letting her know that we were praying for her. And she said, thank you so much. I was feeling down and really needed this prayer. Love you. And that was the last text message I received from my sister. So share God's word with others. You never know the comfort that you're going to give them. God's word is comfort. God's word sometimes brings fear to us, but it's a good kind of fear. It's that reverence. It's that kind of fear that's, you know, putting us in our place because God is mighty and we are not. 
But God's word comforts people, so share it with others. You never know how you're going to light up their day and comfort them. I thank you so much for joining me today as we studied Lesson 4 in Psalm 23, as we learned more about how God is with us through the valley of the shadow of death, and that we don't have to fear all the craziness in the world right now. If we turn our eyes to God, we are comforted, because we know that He is outside this natural world. He is constant. He never changes. And that brings us comfort. So, be comforted today. And until next time, we'll learn more about Psalm 23. Be in God's Word. Be blessed. And take care.